And a good day. This is Pastor Mark Whelan with Touch of God. Glad to have you listening in this week. Praise be to God for your life this week. God created you for a purpose. God created you and he loves you very much. You are not a mistake in this world. You have a purpose and today it is important for you to understand who you are in Christ. If you have given your life to Jesus, if you are a believer, if you are saved, it is important that we continue this series into your identity in Christ. Romans chapter 5 verse 9 says, Since therefore we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. It just goes to show you that the power of the blood of Jesus, it's so powerful. It justifies us. Even while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Even while we were yet sinners, the blood was paid and shed for us so that in the event we decided of our own free will to receive Jesus in our heart, to give our life to Jesus, to ask him to cleanse us of all unrighteousness, to cleanse us of all of our sins with his blood, that his blood would be enough to pay for all of that stuff that we should be paying for ourselves on the cross at Calvary. His blood is so powerful that it is enough that we shall be saved by the blood of Jesus from the wrath of God. And we don't want to know how much is the magnitude of the wrath of God. It is incredible. God is a holy God. He is a just God. He loves you, but he is a righteous God. And he, and he is a fair God. Uh, the wrath of God is immense. And his son Jesus, the Father's son, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, was the only one, the only sacrificial lamb, the only one to be in our place, to pay for our sins on the cross. And his blood was the only, only thing that could uh, not just atone, but completely remit and get a, do away with our sin, pay for our sin. It wasn't um, the blood of bull and goats for one more year that the blood was going to uh, just kind of keep God's wrath away for another year. No, Jesus' blood paid for it all one time. That means one time. He only had to go to the cross once. His blood only had to be shed once. But the suffering Jesus had to go through for that one time was immense. But the wrath of God we are saved from. And we should be so thankful today that even though we were dead in our trespasses, on the way to destruction, a Savior came for us to seek and save that which was lost, Jesus said. I came to seek and save that which was lost. And we must understand today that this wasn't no easy thing for the Father to give in through His Son. And it was no easy thing for Jesus to have to go through. Now last week, we ended up by talking about Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Now remember now, when you give your life to Jesus, not everything is complete. Uh, not everything is finished in ourselves. Now, Jesus paid for everything, and Jesus said it is finished. The works of God are finished. 
but in us, there's still work to do. Now, when I say that, I need to qualify what I mean. When you gave your life to Jesus, God gave you a brand new spirit. God's work is done in his spirit. He gave you a brand new spirit. And we are one spirit with the Lord, the Bible says. So, that means that you're the brand new spirit in you, it contains the image of God, the character and the nature of God. And the spirit in you knows the word of God. It knows the word of God, like verse by verse. It knows all things. Because your spirit is in Christ. You're in Christ and Christ is in you at the moment that you gave your life to Jesus. But there is other work to be done. You'll notice that when you looked in the mirror that day that you gave your life to Jesus, your body looked the same. Your face looked the same. Maybe you had a smile where once you had a frown. Uh, but, you know, there's more to it than that. Your body basically stayed the same and there's still the same number of bones, muscles, and tendons, and everything else. So, what what changed? Your spirit changed, your body didn't change, and the other thing that didn't change was your soul. Your soul didn't change. That means your mind didn't change at the very moment you gave your life to Jesus. That's because while God is able to recreate your spirit, regenerate your spirit, uh, He does not force you to change your mind. Remember that... You had to be the one to give your life to Jesus. That doesn't mean that God didn't know you would, and on the day that you would give your life to Him, but God didn't force you to. He may have led you to make the decision, but God never forces you to do anything against your will. You have a free will, and God never violates that free will that He gave you. And so, it's important to understand that your free will your will consists of your mind, will, and emotions. Your free will is what you decide to do every day. You choose what to do, and that's out of your free will. You decide whether to go to get some uh, items from the shop. You decide when to go out, when to come back, what to say to people, how to say things to people. And you do that out of your soul. Um, it's important to understand that uh, the Bible, while your spirit knows every verse, your mind does not yet know every verse, and your mind does not yet know the understanding of every verse in Scripture. So, that is where Romans chapter 12, verse 2 comes in. And it is, to be honestly honest, one of the most important verses in the Word of God. Because you could go all the way through your born-again life and never read the Word, or never really understand it, and you may well go to heaven. Uh, if, you, if you truly gave your life to Jesus and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, Romans chapter 10 verse 9 says that you shall be saved. And, and you'll go to heaven and uh, you'll be glad that you didn't go to hell. But there is more to life than just going waiting for your, your time. And God wants you to be subduing the earth while you're here on the earth before you get to heaven. Because there is destruction in this world. This world is fallen. And it's important that uh, we play our role as God's children, as God's sons and daughters while we're still here. And you say to yourself, well, what can I do for God while I'm here? Uh, who am I? Well, first of all, that's the purpose of this series, Identity in Christ. Because you can answer that question, who am I? 
First of all, you're a son or your daughter of the Most High God. In the Bible, there is no distinction between male and female. To, to, all, to even the ladies listening today, you are sons of God. And that may sound strange. But uh, often we're on the program here just for, uh, to help you, we'll say sons and daughters. But we're all sons, whether we're male or female. And you are, have an inheritance of the kingdom of God. You're, uh, you're, you have your heavenly Father as he's truly your Father in heaven. Okay? The creator of the universe is your Father. Uh, he's not your biological Father, of course, but he's your heavenly Father. And he cares for you deeply. And back in Genesis chapter 1, uh, we, we see in the, the verses 28, uh, 26 through 28, it talks about God giving dominion to Adam and Eve and telling them to subdue the earth. And to subdue the earth means to bring under control by force. So we know that the earth is out of control and it needs to be in control by force, brought into control and sub, into subject, subduction, into under dominion any authority. Well, how would we do that? Well, uh, we don't do it of our own strength. We need to do it into the strength of the Holy Spirit and the strength of the Lord Jesus. And uh, not just the strength of the Lord Jesus, but through his name, by his name, because only the name of Jesus is above all names. And that is the name under which, uh, you know, all things must bow its knee. So we go about and we use the name of Jesus uh, to subdue the earth, to command sicknesses to leave people, uh, to raise people from the dead, to cast out demons out of people, all in the name of Jesus, because he's the one that has paid. Uh, and he said, uh, all authority, in Matthew 28, he said, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go ye therefore into all the world. So we are now going into all the world because he has given uh, he was given all authority in heaven and on earth. And so if he's been given he uh, authority, uh, what does that mean for us? Well, we are joint heirs with Christ. We have uh, the ability, he got, Jesus wants us to use his name. Uh, rather like a police officer goes around using the name of the uh, the city or the county on his badge or her badge. It's the same situation with Jesus, except the badge has got the name Jesus on it instead of the city or the county that you live in. We're going about and we're evicting evil out of cities, out of uh, sicknesses, out of people's bodies and so on, and telling them about the love of Jesus and winning souls to the kingdom, saving souls, you know, amen, by the love of Jesus and letting the Lord work through us and with us. But in order for us to understand that this is our role, we have to understand the Bible. We have to renew our mind. And Romans chapter 12, verse 2 when it talks about the renewal of the mind, it means that we are updating our mind. We are having our mind updated so that our mind understands what is what is the truth uh, and replacing all our old understanding. The old understanding that we thought was the case about different things and different topics with our new understanding, which is the truth of the Word of God, which has been on our bookshelf getting dusty for decades. And uh, maybe some of us remember, this. some of us believers remember having a Bible on there on the bookshelf for years. And I remember as a child, uh, my parents got me a couple of Bibles and I would, once every four or five years, I would go over and I would pick it up and 
open up the first book, uh, first page, and I would read a few lines, try to understand it, and it was completely, uh, I could not understand the language at all. And I put it back, and I was frustrated. It was almost like part of me really wanted to understand it, but I just couldn't do it. And so that would happen several times. And unfortunately, I, I didn't have anybody to help me understand the Bible. And uh, uh, basically, I slipped into a situation where I was uh, basically uh, drank for 20 years uh, as an alcohol alcoholic. Uh, uh, I did not know the Lord until I was 38, but all the way through up to 38 years old, I was uh, basically um, in depression, uh, married a psychic reader because uh, I was told that basically um, I could not pray to God, really. I could not uh, pray to God because God tests us, and why would we cheat on the test? Um, so I, I basically kept God at arm's length, and when I got into trouble, I realized I couldn't really go to Him. I was never taught that I could have a relationship or that I should have a relationship with the Lord. So that's uh, I ended up having a psychic reader as a um, my savior and my Lord. In really, in those terms, um, she never shed her blood for me, uh, but she was my rescue. Uh, but I ended up realizing that even that was an absolute dreadful mistake, and I spent uh, an additional twelve years married in the occult, and it it was uh, very very bad. So in the end, the Lord delivered me from that marriage and situation and he also delivered me from the alcohol too uh in the, regarding the alcohol one day i said to a christian friend in 2009 this was about uh, a month before i gave my life to jesus i said i had i i've been drinking for 20 years and i've had enough of this drink it's getting worse every day and i need to give it up and he said well this is what the lord says to you and my, fr my friend really heard from the Lord, and I could testify that I believed that he could based on the six years that I knew of him up until that point and different things that the Lord showed me through him that only the Lord knew and that I'd never told my friend. So I knew that um, this, this friend spoke truly from the Lord and he heard clearly. And this evening when he was telling me what to do about the alcohol, he said, this is what the Lord wants to tell you about the alcohol. You take the first step. And then I'll take the other 10. So the Lord was going to take the uh, 10 steps to deliver me from alcohol, but the Lord was waiting for me to take the first. Now that's key here. The Lord just doesn't come along, swoop in and just grab sicknesses and grab diseases uh, and grab alcohol and grab addictions from us. We have to be wanting to give up the alcohol and the drugs and the pornography and he, we have to be uh, basically saying to the Lord, Lord, I am done with this. I want to give this up. I want to give this back to you. Only you can deliver me from this addiction and stop me having these urges and falling into these dreadful traps and, and these ways, these wicked ways that I'm in. Lord, please deliver me. Please come and save me. I give you my life. Please deliver me from this destruction. And we have to be, just like giving your life to the Lord, you have to come to that point in your heart where you've just had enough and you just give your heart to Him. You just open up your heart. You open up and you raise your hands and say, Lord, I'm. this is me. Please take me for who I am. And the Lord wants to do that. 
even today. He wants to do that for you. He wants you to come as you are. You are not supposed to be perfect coming to the Lord. Only the Lord is perfect. Now, He wants you to become uh, holy as He is holy. But that is not a requirement for you to become born again. Okay? So it's important today you understand if you want to receive Jesus in your heart, you do not have to clean yourself off uh, and try not to commit sin for three weeks previous to give, you know, leading up to the point where you give your life to Jesus. You come as you are. Jesus's blood paid for you to come as you are. Jesus wants to cleanse you of all unrighteousness. His blood needs to wash away your sins so that you are white as snow. Amen. So there's no point in trying to clean yourself off because you'll never be able to because only the blood of Jesus can do that. So don't try to clean up your act because God says only my son can clean up everything that you have uh, coated all over your skin and over your body and over your life. Only my son's blood can shed all that stuff away from you and wash you white as snow. So if you want to commit your life to Jesus right now, from where you are, wherever you're in the car, walking down the road, in your house, wherever you are, you don't have to um, you don't have to say a specific set of words. It's all about how your heart is wanting to commit itself to Jesus. And, but you can repeat after me. You can repeat these words. Lord Jesus, I open my heart to you. Please come in and wash away all of my sin. I receive your blood to cleanse me of all unrighteousness. I receive your forgiveness of my sins. Please help me be a better person to follow you all the days of my life. I believe God raised you from the dead. I desire a relationship with you and the Father. Help me understand your ways and teach me your word when I awake and when I sleep. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. And if you said that prayer today and you meant it with all of your heart, we love you so much. And all of heaven is rejoicing. And uh, I, I implore you, get a Bible and go to the New Testament and start by reading the book of James. There's five chapters. Just read the book of James. It's very easy. And read it very slowly. Don't rush. There's no rush. There's no race to read the Bible in 30 days. Just read it slowly in your quiet time, away from all your distractions. Turn your phone off and enjoy your time reading the Word of God. And the Holy Spirit will bring you into an understanding of all truth about that Word of God. The Holy Spirit will teach you as you read the words. You will have thoughts that will help you understand the Scriptures. Don't get frustrated. Don't get frustrated at all if you don't understand a, understand a verse. Don't slam the book down. Don't put it back on the shelf. Don't give up. Just persist. 
You know, if you don't understand a verse, come back to it later. But don't give up. Because the word, the word is sharper than a two-edged sword. And it is food to your soul. It renews your mind. But it also is health to all your body, according to Proverbs chapter 4. Um, so, renewing the mind is simply reading the Word of God and doing the Word of God, believing that it's true, doing the Word, acting upon it, and saying, well, if that's what God's Word says about finances, then I'm going to believe that that's the truth, even though that's not my understanding from all these years I've been alive. And when you decide on that, whether it's finances or marriage or whatever the topic is, that is when your mind gets renewed in that area. And the idea is to renew your mind in all the areas of your life based on the word of what the Word of God says about that topic in that area of your life. Does that make sense? And take your time. Whatever topic is the most important to you at that moment or right now, go to the topic in the Bible uh, do a do a search on Google for that topic for scriptures, and uh, there are plenty of websites that help you cross-reference scriptures with topics, and uh, then make a list of the scriptures, references, and then one by one look them up, and Lord, say, Lord, uh, help me with this verse. How does this um, relate to my current situation? And the Lord will help you understand that. Now, it's obviously important to spend time with the Lord as well as time in His Word. There's really two separate things, but you can, when you're, re- when you're reading the Word of God, you, can, you are really spending time with Him, but in conversation about the Word, as you're having an understanding and a teaching of the Word, but it's also important to have some separate time with the Lord, close the Bible, close your eyes, and just spend some quiet time. The Bible says, Be still and know that I am God. And so sometimes it's important for us to not always be praying, although in prayer is very, very important. Prayer and fasting is important. But it's important a lot of the time for us to be still and not speak so that we can actually hear that still, small voice that is the Lord's. Because God is always wanting to talk to us. You may be saying, well, God's never spoken to me. Uh, I, I, uh, I beg to differ. I would say to you, God's always speaking to us. It may just be that you weren't tuned into his frequency at the time or you're you're not at the moment. But that's don't don't feel bad about that. Just uh, apply focus in this area. Uh decrease the distractions and increase God. Amen. Tune in your radio to the Lord and tune out the interference in your life that we spoke about a week or two ago. So uh I want to encourage you today in these areas and it's the again the theme has been Romans chapter 12 verse 2 the importance of renewing your mind updating your mind to what the Bible says about a topic in the Bible that relates to your daily life and uh, deciding that that Bible is the truth no matter what your the situation in your life looks like the Bible is what counts and if the Bible says that this is the way it is, and this is the truth. And no matter what it looks like in your life, you have to believe the Word of God over what you see. 
because we walk by faith, not by sight. Amen. And what is not of faith is sin, the Bible says. It's important that we always believe by faith what is true and regardless of what we see. And what we see is so convincing to us because, well, we can see it. That's our truth. Well, that may be reality. That's maybe what you can see. But the actual truth is what the Word says, what, what, what God says about it. So we are on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash touch of God radio. Our website is touchofgodradio.org. And if you need prayer, please contact Pastor Kevin at 0708 332 That's 0708 332 And we will pray for you gladly. Uh, in the meantime, this week, I, again, I want to pray for you at the end of this program. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for these precious souls listening today, as always. We thank you for your goodness in their life, Lord. We thank you for all provision for this area that this radio signal covers. Lord, we thank you for loving on these precious people. And Lord, I speak your provision, your life upon this area, that there will be no lack. We bind up the spirit of poverty and all its schemes and evil plans in this neighborhood and this community in the name of Jesus. I speak health and wholeness in everybody's body from the top of their heads to the soles of their feet. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazareth, I command all sickness, all disease to be gone right now from these people's bodies, right now in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you and have a blessed week.